Hey everyone, Ariel Hawani here, Thursday, September 9th, 2021. A bit of a breaking news mini pod for all of you. I thought it would be fun to do this this way. So uh, it was just announced a few minutes ago by World Wrestling Entertainment that Gable Stevenson, the 2020 Olympic gold medalist, the reigning NCAA national champion from the University of Minnesota, we have talked about him before, has signed with WWE, but it's an interesting one. He's going back to the University of Minnesota, going back to defend his title, but he has signed a NIL deal, uh, name, image, likeness deal, with WWE. So essentially, WWE is kind of sponsoring him, if you will, as he returns to the University of Minnesota. This is, is, I mean, this is something that you couldn't have done a year ago. Um, this is something that has changed the landscape of collegiate athletics forever. Um, so in the past, in case you don't know, um, an athlete like Gable, any athlete in college competing um, under the NCAA rules and regulations, couldn't sign with anyone. They couldn't be sponsored by anyone. They couldn't make any money. And this was a very controversial thing. And a lot of people thought that they were, you know, being robbed of endorsements and, 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 and jersey sales and salaries and all this stuff. And so they came up with this name, image, and likeness rights deal um, where athletes can go out and get paid. And so what Gable do, is doing is very smart and kind of falls in line with what he has been doing uh, for the past few months in particular since he won Olympic gold, this man at just 21 years old is extremely smart, extremely shrewd, and just seems to have it all figured out. He's just 21. And so he wins Olympic gold. There's the great buildup, right? He's, he's, he's flirting with WWE. He's at NXT. He's, he's a disciple of Brock Lesnar. He's flirting with DC, all this stuff. Um, he signs with Dave Martin. Uh, under an NIL deal. Dave Martin, in case you don't know, is a very well-respected uh, MMA manager, put together the whole Sanford MMA deal, represents the likes of uh, Michael Chandler and Robbie Lawler, um, many great fighters, uh, has been in the game for a very long time, used to represent uh, Chris Weidman, among many others as well. And uh, he signs with him to go out and get sponsors, very smart. <clears throat> Dave has been in this game a long time, like I said. But in the meantime, he's flirting with everyone. He's at every single combat show, it seems like. He's at, you know, Bellator. He's at PFL. He's at boxing. He's at UFC. He's at WWE. He's taking pictures and all this stuff. But it did seem like the best path for him was to sign with WWE. Build yourself up. They were really keen on him. It seemed like Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, who I do want to send my best to and... and um, you know, he, there was some scary news that was announced yesterday regarding his health. Want to wish him a very speedy recovery. It seemed like he took a very keen interest in Gable. Um, great name, great look, great athleticism, the Brock connection, Heyman connection, all that stuff. It seemed like WWE was the path. But then he throws a bit of a curveball, and it seems like he could end up being one of the highest paid collegiate athletes, way more than any other, you know, quarterback right now or basketball player where he goes back to school he's still so young he still has his entire life ahead of him he goes back to school builds his his profile up even more goes back to defend his NCAA you know title but is getting paid by WWE is in their farm system who knows if he pops up in an angle or two if he shows up if he's under you know 
the wings of a Triple H or someone else. I mean, this is just brilliant stuff. I love this. And eventually, so it's an exclusive deal, which means when he's done, they're paying for it. it it's sort of like what Aaron Pico did with Bellator, where you know Bellator was paying him while he was still doing his his wrestling and all that stuff. And then when he was ready to come over, they had his exclusive rights. Similar-ish. Um, when he's done, when he's ready to make the move, and I'm sure he's told them, he hasn't said whether or not he's going to try out for the Olympics in 2024 and all this stuff. But I think it's really interesting that they're okay with him going back to college. They're going to pay him. They're going to support him. They're going to, quote, unquote, sponsor him, if you will. And then when he's done, whether it's at the end of this season, next season, whatever, maybe even I mean, he goes back to the Olympics. I feel like that might be a, you know, a little too much. That's in three years' time. Um, he's theirs. He's not going to the UFC. He's not going to Bellator. He's not going to AEW. He's theirs. Um, and I'm sure they're going to have a vested interest and, and will promote him um, throughout this entire season. He's just going to get that rub, which will make him into a bigger star. This whole thing has made him into a bigger star. I mean, I'm not a huge wrestling guy, and uh, I, I know him, and I'm invested in his journey way more than any other wrestler right now just because he's done such a phenomenal job of marketing himself. I mean, this kind of felt like the decision, uh, but in a way better fashion. Um, I guess the best thing they could have done was announce it tomorrow on SmackDown at Madison Square Garden, but like it felt like the way he was playing everyone and playing the field, it felt very much like the decision. Of course, what I'm referring to is LeBron James, uh, you know, deciding whether or not he was going to stay in Cleveland or go somewhere else. He ends up going to Miami in 2010, kind of fumbled the announcement because uh, it broke Cleveland's heart and it just, you know, could have been done a little more gracefully. But this courtship uh, felt like the decision and. It's unprecedented because a college athlete, as of last year, could not do this sort of thing. You couldn't stay in school and also sign with the WWE. You can stay in school and sign with UFC, Bellator, Top Rank, any other promoter out there. You couldn't do it. Um, and Gable is really coming in, luckily for him, at a perfect time with the stars aligning for him where he's able to have his cake and eat it. It's tremendous. He's able to stay in school compete in college athletics, defend his title, be a part of the WWE marketing machine, and when he's done, go over there. And he'll probably go the NXT route and get built up and all that stuff and then eventually make it to the main roster. And who knows, while he's in school, he's probably going to be training as well. So he's been given the benefit of, of that situation as well where he can uh, kind of be out of the limelight in terms of wrestling and everyone understands, oh, you know, he's training for, you know, the NCAs and all that stuff, but is also, you know, getting his feet wet in that world. And so what about the decision of going down the WWE path as opposed to MMA or, you know, football he was even flirting with? This is the way to go, in my opinion. There's a great connection between WWE and college athletics. Um, it's the Brock Lesnar model. It's that blueprint that I talked about that he should go down that path. He's young. He's a monster when it comes to collegiate wrestling. Then you get built up as a monster in a world where they can actually build you up and you can't get knocked out with one punch like, you know, Aaron Pico did or get stopped very quickly to where it kind of, you know, diminishes um, your star power. And then in three, four years, like I would be shocked if at some point, and maybe he loves it and maybe he doesn't ever do, you know, Maybe he says, ah, oh, you know what, this is great. I want to be here for 30 years. But personally, right now, I would be shocked 
if he never tries MMA in some sort of capacity. Now, maybe it's not the UFC. Uh, you know, the UFC obviously wanted to build him up slowly and put him through their you know farm system, if you will, which would be the Ultimate Fighter or the Contender Series. I get that, but that makes no sense for someone like him who can make a ton of money doing things this way. NIL, WWE, I'm sure they're paying him a lot more than whatever you know UFC was going to pay him to go on Contender Series or the Ultimate Fighter. They can make some exceptions here or there. They made an exception for Kimbo Slice. He's not quite on that level at this point. Uh, but to me, this was the way to go. Go back to school, be associated with pro wrestling, and uh, and then when you're done, <clears throat> you go full time pro wrestling for just you know four or five years, three, four, five years. Get built up into an even bigger star, a bigger monster, because that fan base is so rabid. And then you uh, you try out MMA if you want to. Um, so a brilliant play on his part, very smart, cake and eat it. And again, it goes back to what I was saying yesterday on the MMA hour. Uh, pro wrestling is on fire right now. Signing guys like this, of course, they've signed Olympic gold medalists in the past, but uh, everyone was courting Gable Stevenson um, with a great name, by the way. What a name. Named after the great Dan Gable. Reminds me of Tyson Fury, who was named after Mike Tyson. Look who he became. It almost feels like it was in the cards for him to go down this path. Um, pro wrestling is on fire, man, with with AEW doing its thing and and you know, the, the contracts coming up and people jumping from one organization to the other. I wish MMA had this kind of momentum right now. It doesn't feel like it does. And, and everything in in uh, combat sports, including pro wrestling, is cyclical. So, you know, it's it's all good. It, it, it will come back and big names will be here and, and there'll be big events, big stars, big signings, things of that nature. But it felt like a couple of years ago when free agency was really a thing and people were jumping around. Um it felt like what pro wrestling is experiencing right now. Um, and it's fun. It's really fun. And so, yeah, those are just my quick thoughts. Gable Stevenson uh, signing with WWE um, in a somewhat unprecedented NIL deal. He will return to the University of Minnesota. He will defend his crown. And then when he is uh, all done there, he will uh, jump over to the world of pro wrestling. I think he nailed it. I think he has nailed every single step along the way, including winning gold medal, of course, at the buzzer in the most dramatic of ways. And uh, and now I think he's he's nailed it again. Brilliant stuff. So congratulations to Gable, to Dave Martin, to the entire team. And I'm really looking forward. And I'll tell you what, I, I you know again, I don't watch collegiate. I will be watching him. And I will be asking DC, when's he wrestling with? You know, it's hard for me to keep up with all of that, with all the MMA stuff going on. But I am invested in his upcoming season. So I think this is great for the University of Minnesota. It's great for NCAA wrestling. It's about time the NCAA, you know, caught up with the times and, and allowed these men and women to get paid. Um, everyone's winning here. People are getting paid. Profiles are being raised. Everyone is winning. It's about time. Welcome to 2021. Fascinating time in the world of combat sports. We've got Triller coming up. What a mess of a situation that is. Jim Lampley has just opted out. I, I mean, but you got Donald Trump involved in the broadcast in some capacity, and there's going to be a press conference where Donald Trump is involved, and you got Vitor Belfort and Evander Holyfield hitting mitts. The guy's 58 years old. This is dangerous. Shame on the Florida Commission for sanctioning this fight. Shame on them. Shame on everyone involved for allowing this to happen. And, and if this, it, by the way, speaking of pro wrestling, if this isn't a work, shame on everyone for allowing this to happen. 
Anderson versus Tito, fine. Anderson versus Vitor, fine. Even Vitor versus Oscar De La Hoya, fine. 58-year-olds should not be fighting guys like Vitor Belfort. And I don't care that Vitor Belfort is in his mid-40s. It just should not happen. It's too dangerous. Especially, let's call it like we see it, if, if you know, Vitor is on TRT or something like that. Vitor is 44. He is 14 years younger than the 58-year-old Evander Holyfield. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Chuck Mendenhall, Pizzi Carroll, and myself will have a pre-show uh, on Ringer MMA uh, tomorrow. We'll go live at 11 a.m. on Spotify Green Room, and then it'll get turned into a podcast. And then we'll do a post-show on Saturday. You know, it, the whole thing is a mess. You got to cover it. It's a thing that's happening. It's scary. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, this is the gift and the curse of combat sports. There's exciting things like Gable Stevenson, a 21-year-old, figuring out his life and going down the right path, and then you have this stuff. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, the comparisons with affliction were always there, and now they're even greater with the likes of Donald Trump involved. Crazy time to be alive. Thank you for listening. Congrats to Gable. Thank you for subscribing. I love you all. I'll talk to you soon.